Welcome to Heart of Worship Church Podcast. For more podcasts, sermon videos, daily devotions, great new worship music, and more, be sure to download our app by searching Heart of Worship Church in the App Store or Google Play, or visit us online at heartofworshipchurch.com. Hi, I'm Miranda Wright, and this is day 120 of our 120-day Upper Room prayer campaign. And today we're going to praise God in faith with all assurity for the victory that the battle has been won. The territory has been taken. The city has been given into our hands, the land of our inheritance. The powers and principalities have been shaken. Their grip and claim has been broken. That God himself is going to step in and Fight this fight for us because he has spoken and given a promise. So today we lift up a shout of praise and adoration for the victories that he has given us. Our heart is to give God adoration and praise. He's given his life for us and we do the same. This morning, if you have your Bibles, turn with me to the book of Joshua chapter 6. God has given me a word for this morning. And it's titled, The Lord Hath Given You the City. The Lord Hath Given You the City. And church, I know that y'all, the theologians in the house, we know where we're going, right? We're going marching in the battle of Jericho, Jericho. But we're going to take the city. But Mama Sue, you know what I love about that line? That, that God made, that, that's the word. The word is not just the passage, but the word. He hath given you the city was said before the walls fell. Yes. I want y'all to pay attention. When we read that line, it's coming up. He said he hath given you the city. The walls hadn't fallen yet. The armies were still standing strong. He said, I've given you the city. God, you sure? Because it's still there. You see what I'm saying, church? That's what faith is. Faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. And the just shall live by faith. So even though it don't look like it's good, the just shall live shall walk, shall breathe in faith that says, I know it looks bad. I know it might be wrong in the outward appearances. I know that everything is going against it, but I will walk and live by faith. I believe your word that you have already healed me, that you have already delivered me, that you have already saved my children. You have already saved Harry. Before it happened, he has given you the city. Come on, church. I'm excited. I don't know about y'all. But the word of the Lord, he hath given you the city, is a message of faith. It's a message of hope. It says that even when it doesn't look like it, the city is already yours. Come on now. Hallelujah. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, God, I thank you that your spirit is here. God, it is not wisdom of man. It is not vain intellect. God, it is not logic. It is not degrees. But it is the anointing of the Holy Spirit that breaks the yokes of bondage. And God, I pray in humility to God that this word, as you have already, pour out continually your anointing. God, that I might preach and teach your word 
unhindered, with no logic in the way, with no wisdom of man in the way, God, that your spirit would speak in me, to me, and through me. God, anoint our ears, mine included, that I would hear, that we would hear your word and heed. Lord, we thank you. We honor you. We worship you, God, that your spirit is here in our presence, Lord. Give us faith. Give me faith. Give us all faith, God, that we would not only just hear your word, but God, that we would believe your word and live and apply your word in Jesus' name. And all of God's children said, amen. amen. Joshua chapter 6. Everybody have a say amen. amen. Verse 1, it opens. It says, now Jericho was straightly shut up. It was tightened. It was sealed because the children of Israel. I think Heather got it. They were locked down because of Israel. I think Jericho might have had a little word about some of the things that these Israelites are coming and have experienced and have done in the miraculous word. It's, it's, it actually tells us, it says that it was shut up because of the children of Israel. It says that they were on lockdown, none went out, and none came in. You couldn't get into Jericho. Jerichoites could not come out of Jericho. And the Lord said unto Joshua, see that I have given it doesn't say, church, see, this is what the Lord was revealing to me. Not just the passage. Here's the story. Joshua led the Israelites. They walked around the city. Look at what he's saying, the specific words of the Lord. He's not saying, I will give you into your hands. The word of the Lord is trying to tell Heart of Worship Church, I have already given Simsport to you. It's time to walk in victory in the name of Jesus. This area is plagued with the principalities of death and drugs and witchcraft. And I feel the Spirit of the Lord strongly on us to say, God, you have given us this territory and we are walking in it in the name of Jesus. Amen. This territory, I don't know if y'all realize, church, if y'all been paying attention, but the principalities of death has been under attack, thank you, Jesus, by the armies of the living God because people have decided to pray against them. And now abortion is very much at the forefront. These infant babies that are being sacrificed to the altars of Baal and to the altars of convenience is now being a forefront in the news that people are fighting for the life of children. Amen. Come on, church. Come on, church. And that's it. It's not enough, church. And I've been guilty that we hear the word we believe, but so oftentimes we don't act, we don't raise, we don't clap, we don't dance, we don't shout, we don't sing because we have this, oh, I believe, I believe, I believe. We'll act upon it, church. And y'all know the story before I even read, we know what happens, right? Pastor Glenn, imagine if Joshua said, God, okay, praise the Lord, Jericho is in our hands. Then there's no need for us to do a parade. If it's already been given, then why do we need to act upon the work of marching upon the city in a circular fashion for seven straight days? Church, I got a word for you. Yes, it's by faith, but by faith, we press on. By faith, we obey God. By faith, we heed to what he has told us to do, whether it makes sense or doesn't make sense, church. Come on, church. It's time that the church walk around their Jerichos. You have given me that word. And my, my, uh, Sister Edith, I love you, sweetheart. You have been a testimony of this because for years, 
He has given us that promise of Harry. And I'm going to testify, and it ain't old to me. It'll never be old. You know why? Because remember, he was the hardest case scenario. Nobody could save Harry. No way that Harry would come to salvation. But she said, like Joshua said, okay, God, let's do it. Let's pray. Let's call forth the legions of angels. Let's call, let's believe, let's cry, let's weep, let's wail, let's fast, let's do it all. She could have just done like, well, okay, God, you promised it. Great. I'm waiting. No. Did. Did like Joshua. You heard the word. You believed it. But you still marched around Jericho. We believe. And Lord knows this church was by faith. We know we're not a works church. Amen, Pastor? Let it be known. Heart of Worship Church does not believe in work salvation. But we believe in the word that tells us it's been given. We walk in that salvation. Amen. Okay, continuing forward. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. He said, God, Jehovah, said to Yehoshua, a Hebrew word for Joshua, just, just for fun, Yehoshua, I've given into thine hand Jericho and the king thereof. Y'all better pay attention. Oh, I got to do my pastor Glenn and say, can you underline it? Can you underline it? Look at this. He didn't say, I have given you just Simsport. I haven't given you just the territory, but I have given you the principality as well. I have given you the principality, and he is under your feet. Mm. The same spirit that held up Harry's salvation for years is the same spirit that is attacking many. My grandfather, Heather and I's grandfather included. That principality is under our feet. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Give us another conjunction. And, in other words, church, God ain't done. Line upon line and precept upon precept. Lord and God, we got 27 verses. We ain't covering them all. I already figured that out. <laughs> and the mighty men of valor, Jesus. Ooh, this is awesome. In verse 3, God continues to tell Joshua, and you shall compass the city and all men of war and go round about that city once. Thus shall you do it six days. And seven priests shall bear before the ark and seven trumpets of rams. And on the seventh day, you shall pass the city seven times. And the priest shall blow those shofars with the power of the Holy Ghost. And I'm sorry, I had to put that in there. Who shall blow with those trumpets? Seven priests, seven days. And of course, if y'all don't already know that church, get a little nugget of note. The number seven in what you might consider to be called biblical numerology, where you hear certain word, numbers that have been repetitive through scriptures, ones, uh, two, two by twos, threes, and Trinitarian, sevens, 12 government, 40 is judgment. You have all those different meanings. God does the whole work, amen? You see, church, God doesn't do it halfway. You see, where we might ask God for a microwave answer, hit the start button, instant mashed potatoes, we're done. It's not complete. We might say, God, A, B, C, one, two, three, help me, please. 
But God says, that's fine, but I'm going to do it my way, in my time, and it might take a lot longer than you might want. And why am I saying that? Because the number seven means complete. A hundred percent. Not 99. Not 99.99999. 100%. And what he's saying, he's going to do it all. You see, church, that's what I'm starting to see in unraveling the scripture. Is that he's not only giving you the territory. He's not only giving you the principality. But he's also giving you his minions. Amen. That is attacking all over the place. A hundred percent. A complete victory. So he needed seven days with seven priests to march seven times. Three. The territory... Oh, Jesus, he ain't even in my notes. Y'all see that? Y'all see you see that? The Holy Spirit, amen. Thank you, Jesus. Three, three sevens. He said, I will give you the city. I will give you the king, and I will give you his men. So seven times around with seven priests on the seventh day. Jesus. You know, church, I'm convinced as much as it pricks my flesh as it does for all of us because we're wanting things quickly, I thank God that he does it his way, not my way. Even though his way is a lot slower than mine, Mama Sue. And sometimes it's much quicker. We're just disobedient and didn't pray about things before we made decisions that we shouldn't have made. Amen to Danny. Oh, me to this guy right here that's standing right here. Okay, thus shall y'all do six days. Now, verse 4, and seven priests shall bear before the ark with seven trumpets of rams. He ain't done with that, seven. Seven trumpets of rams, and on the seventh day you shall come past the city seven times, and the priests shall blow with the trumpets. And it shall come to pass that when they make a long blast with a ram's horn, a long blast, and you shall hear the sound of the trumpet, and all the people shall shout with a great shout. And the wall of the city shall fall down flat, and the people shall ascend up every man straight before him. And Joshua the son of Nun and called the priests and said unto him, Take up the ark of the covenant, and let the seven priests bear seven trumpets of ram's horns before the ark of the Lord. And he said unto the people, Pass on and pass the city, and let him that is on pass on before the Lord, the ark of the Lord. And it came to pass when Joshua had spoken to the people and the seven priests bearing the seven trumpets of rams passed before the Lord and blew with the trumpets the ark of the covenant of the Lord, followed them. The armed men went before the priests that blew the trumpets and reward came after the ark and the priests going on blowing with the trumpets. And Joshua had commanded the people saying, check this out, you shall not shout nor make any noise with your voice. Neither shall any word proceed out of your mouth until the day that I bid you to shout. Then, then everybody say then. Yeah. Then you shall shout. Hallelujah. So the ark of the Lord could pass the city going about it once. And they came into the camp and lodged into the camp. And Joshua rose early in the morning and the priest took up the ark of the Lord. And the seven priests bearing the seven trumpets of the horn before the ark of the Lord went continually and blew with the trumpets. And the armed men went before them and a reward came out through the ark of the Lord. The priests going on and blowing with the trumpets. The second day they can pass the city once and return to the camp. So they did six days. Okay, so at this point, every day they went around it one time, but they were silent. Take note. It kind of goes against what we're like, we're excited. We're talking about shouting and everything, but it was kind of odd that the first six days it was silent. Six is the number of man. Six is the number of man. You know what I need to tell myself to do at times? Shut up. 
looking in the mirror, not to y'all. Sometimes I need to shut up and let God do his thing. For six days, they walked in silence, in obedience, but silent. Six is the number of men. So in representation and understanding that we can't say enough. You can debate all you want to. You can theologically talk and everything, but it's only the Spirit of God that knocked those walls down. Hear me, church. It was only the Spirit of God that knocked those walls down. Not even the shout on the seventh day. But when it comes to ourselves and men, it's time that we allow ourselves to be silent and let the Holy Spirit do His work. I've seen what damage debating can do with certain people. What happens when we shout at Jericho's walls within the first six days? I've seen what that does. It's unfruitful. It's divisive. And it's not God's way. Amen? Simply put, we do it God's way. All right, verse 16. And it came to pass that at the seventh time, when the priests blew the trumpets, Joshua said unto the people, Ready, set? Shout! Come on, church! God didn't say, well, when you feel like it, when you have just enough coffee in your veins, shout! He said, shout! Man, y'all are, whoo, y'all are good for the first six days, I'll tell y'all that. It's the seventh day, it's the seventh term, shout! Jesus! Jesus, hallelujah, whatever you want to say, hallelujah! Shout, for the Lord hath given you the city. In that moment, can you imagine? Can you imagine? Oh, okay, God, this is a little weird. I've seen battles before. We fought. The, the Egyptians has come against us. Their swords, their chariots, their shields. They're literally over there with horns. The presence of God, let's not forget. The ark of the Lord, that the priest carried, was the presence of God. They brought God. They brought their worship. And they brought their obedience to battle. Think about that. That's why we say worship is our weapon. All right, and the city shall be accursed, even it and all that they're in. Only Rahab, a little bit of uh, background. Rahab was a harlot who, as you can see, harlot live. Yes, yes. On the seventh day. And this is also the seventh day of my communion fast. And every day of the fast, he had me say as I pulled the bread, the enemy Hallelujah. He hath given you the city. Come on, church. The seventh day. Being obedient. Hallelujah. And check this out. Rahab the harlot shall live. Not all those Jericho people who are strong and mighty men of valor who have trained for years in their militant schools. The harlot was the one that got saved. And I dare remind you who knows the genealogy of Matthew chapter 1. Matthew chapter 1 includes that very same name of Rahab, who was a harlot. It was controversial just to add a woman to the genealogy of Jesus, let alone she was a harlot. Come on, church. We're talking about the redemption of God. I'm talking about people who think that they're so far gone that they can't be saved. God put a former, former harlot in that genealogy. Hmm. Yes, that's redemption, church. It don't matter what you did. 
And anything in your life, your past is forgiven when you repent of your sin and turn to Jesus. Amen. And she and all of that are house. Woo, all of her house. Amen. Everybody say all of her house. All of my house. All of our house shall be saved. Come on, church. Amen. Give God praise. Woo, yes. And I'll say it there in layman terms for the ending of this verse. Because she was obedient. She did what God would want to do. Verse 18. And you in any wise keep yourselves a cursed thing. Don't take anything that is uh, accursed. Let you make yourself accursed. When you take the accursed thing and make a camp of Israel and trouble it, but all the silver and the gold and the vessels and the brass and iron and consecrated before the Lord, they come and go into the treasury of the Lord. So the people shouted, and check this out. This is when they shout. And the, the people shouted when the priests blew their trumpets, and it came to pass when the people heard the sound of the trumpet. I'm going to stop right there. Let me preach a little bit. I got to preach a little bit. Can y'all imagine you live in Jericho, fortress city. It is said at minimum, could be more, two chariots wide, the width of the wall that surrounded the entire city can ride side by side the circumference of the city. Two chariots minimum, maybe even three. It was that wide of a wall. No one could penetrate that wall. Imagine this. You're Jericho. You're like, we got the best city there. There ain't nothing going to attack us. All right? And imagine you're, you're hearing, wait, what's happening? The Israelites are here. They were attacking. Oh, my gosh. What do you do? Let's get our kids. No, no, no. It's cool. They're not fighting. They're, they're, they're actually just walking around our city. Think about it. This context, right? You're, you're living in Jericho. You heard that there's an army that has encamped around your city. And you're like, no, it's cool. I don't know. They're a bunch of loonies. They're weird. There's some Jesus freaks. Of course, in that time, they couldn't be. But, you know, they're walking around the city. Think about that. Uh, yeah, yeah. i got to put it into context. An army is literally just walking around your city. And what's crazy? No, don't even worry. They've, they've been doing that three days. And probably tomorrow on the fourth day, they'll do it again. They just keep coming, walking, leaving. That's it. That's all they do. Imagine by day five. At this point, I'm sure they're all up there climbing and looking at these guys are weird, probably throwing tomatoes, just taunting them. What's wrong? Y'all are crazy. What is wrong with you? Army? All you do is walk. We see it on paper, but y'all don't realize the context. They were probably laughed at, mocked at, made fun of, taunted. I went to a baseball game, but a guy in the outfield missed the ball. The whole game, he was taunted. At least he had a glove. The whole army has just walking around with horns. Imagine the taunting coming from the walls with the Jerichoites that were like, "What are you doing? Go home." But day seven, day seven. So the people on the seventh time, when the priests blew with the trumpets, and it came to pass when the people heard the sound of the trumpet, and the people shouted with a great shout, the wall fell down. Flat. It's been said by archaeologists having actually uncovered the actual city of Jericho, they actually discovered the walls did fall, but it fell outward, not inward. Think about that. It wasn't the army that knocked the walls down. It was the hand of God. Amen? And they took the city. Now, church, 
This is a message on victory. This is a word that tells the church that there is victory. And in fact, better than that, he has given you victory. If you were born again, spirit filled, you are a righteous son and daughter of the most high God. You are walking in obedience. You are right standing with God. There's victory. He's already given you the victory. And it came by faith. But saying that message of victory that has already been given, guys, Simsport is ours. But we're at a pivotal point right now where God has given that word, Elizabeth, Pineville is yours. That's your territory. Baton Rouge is ours. Bruyette is yours, Dad. Wherever your soles of your feet shall tread, we've got to really grasp that. But what am I saying? For all of you, y'all are at the pivotal point. You are the Joshua. God has just said, I have given you the city. What are you going to do about it? It's time that the fathers come back to the house and say, God has given us a word. And we're going to pray. We're going to march on that territory. We're going to take authority. I have given you your sons and your daughters. I have given you your family. Will you march? Jesus. What was really revealing to me when I told God in prayer, I get it, it's about victory. But I like to see, where are you coming from, God? God, what is there something more that I'm missing? I won't, don't want to miss out. And just like the investigator that I am, I, I happen to take that word and turn the the page to the left. Chapter 5. You don't have to go there. Read it on your own time, but I'll tell you what happened. Before God gave them the city, of course, you'll know before he actually ever marched was given, but before he ever gave the word that says, I have given you the city, there was another word that came forth to Joshua. You said, take the men of Israel and consecrate them and circumcise them. They are a product of the wilderness, and they steal full of flesh. Sanctify your elders. And when I was reading that, there was a word for circumcision. They sharpen the knives for the spiritually minded, not carnally or naturally minded. This is why they were circumcised as a symbolism of cutting away the flesh. The priests, the leaders, sharpen the soul. They sharpen their knives. And they sanctified the people. You see, church, let me. It was first cutting away the flesh. And secondly, then it was provision. Circumcision will lead to your provision. Oh, God, provide. But Lord, search my heart. See if there be anything unclean in me. God, if there be flesh, circumcise my heart now. Prepare yourself for the march. Prepare yourself for the battle. Prepare yourself to hear the words of the Lord, to heed to the word of the Lord. The flesh cannot glory in God's presence. And you can't carry that ark on your shoulders when you're full of flesh. Chapter 5 reveals that God commanded the men born in the wilderness to be circumcised. Wilderness is sin. Egypt is our bondage, is our sin, our past. We come out of those things. We say, God, I've been delivered. I'm born again and set free. God, you have redeemed me and set my life. And now that I'm yours, I'm a child, circumcised. 
Cut away, God, that is not of you. And then you become a people that is prepared to march to your city. Amen? You don't have to turn there. Uh, You can pull that up. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 22. Circumcision leads to provision that you put off. This is verse 22, chapter 4, the book of Ephesians. That you put off concerning the former conversation. The old man which is corrupt according to the deceitful lust. To put off means that to cut away, to get rid of, to toss it aside. Colossians chapter 3, you don't have to turn there. Verse 9, it's on the screen. Lie not one to another. Colossians chapter 3, verse 9. Lie not one to another, seeing that ye have, say this with me, church, put off the old man with his deeds, with his past, with his old lifestyle, with his old sin, with, as the scripture Paul has said, the weights that so easily beset us. You know, I love that verse. It says to lay off the sin and the weights. It literally denotes two separate things, both equally important. Not enough to just say I'm giving up the drugs, the alcohol, the pornography, the the, the sin, the sin, the sin, fill in the blank. But the weights of the past of guilt that so easily beset me, the weight of my guilt has been carried by Jesus all the way to Calvary's cross. And we, even forgiven, still carry those burdens that God already took care of. To cut it off, God, cut it off. I believe that God is setting us in motion to take this territory. This revival is coming up, guys. Please pray for revival. And there's going to be an opportunity for us to take the city. April 11th, the, the intercessors, whether literally or more metaphorically, probably both, will walk and march around that city. We'll take the territory. And I'm saying that to say this. Revival can happen. And not just a conference, Brother Mike. We've had too many conferences. We've had too many <laughs> singings. I'm tired of singings. I want Azusa Street. I want some Acts chapter 2 stuff. I think it's way overdue. I'm talking about a real revival that will gather the nations and bring them to repentance. The United States of America is pushing itself off the edge, and it's time that Heart of Worship Church says, no, this city is mine. God has given us a word, and I'm marching right now. I'm marching right now. Come on, church. Yes. And I pray that we are encouraged today that y'all are going to go home and start marching. Do something on an action that is symbolic of what happens in the Spirit. So I believe anyone that has that city, God has put that on your heart. Walk around your house. Walk around your house. Mama Sue was bold enough to take some anointing oil in a spray bottle and drive around Simsport, <laughs> squirting as she goes. Do something. Do something a little different. You know there's an old saying that says this, in order to get something you've never had, it's time you do something you've never done. Amen. Hallelujah. So how do we circumcise the flesh? The answer is faith. That's it. It's not a cop-out. In fact, faith says, I'm going to shut up for six days while I obey you. And when you tell me to move, I'll move. When you tell me to stay, I'll stay. Listen to this, church. Healing, salvation, deliverance, gifts, offices, anything and everything that comes from God has always been received and unlocked to us by faith. 
We're saved by grace through faith. Jesus said, by your you are made whole. Nothing, you cannot come to God without faith. It is impossible to please God. If you're saved, praise God, you've been healed, delivered. Those are all great. You got it all by faith. So guess what? Lord, if there's any flesh in me, prepare me for my march. Prepare me in chapter 5 that I can get to chapter 6. God, I receive by faith your sharp word that will cut the flesh away. John, 1 John chapter 2, I'm going to read these. You can turn there if you'd like to. I'm coming to a close. 1 John chapter 2, verses 1 through 5. My little children, these things I write unto you that you sin not. And if any man sin, praise you, Jesus. If any man sin, we have an advocate with the Father. Jesus Christ, the righteous. And he is the propitiation for our sins. And not our sins only, but also for the sins of the whole world. Woo! The whole world, church. Everybody. The whole world. Hereby we do know that we know him if we keep his commandments. He that saith, I know him, and I go to heart of worship church, and I worship but does not keep his commandments. He is a liar, and the truth is not in him. But whoso will keep the word of God, in him verily is the love of God perfected. Hereby we know that we are in Christ. Hebrews eleven twenty nine through 30. I'm just going to read this. Y'all don't have to turn there. We're coming to a close. By faith, you can take notes and write it down. By faith, they passed through the Red Sea and as by dry land, which the Egyptians... A saying to do were drowned. Okay, praise God. Verse 30, check this out. By what? There you go. The walls of Jericho fell down. By faith, the walls of Jericho fell down after they were compassed about seven days. Do we want to take this city for Jesus? And when I say city, I'm talking about sinful, but again, we're going back to what God has given you a city. My city those in my family who need salvation. How do we take it? Through faith in cutting off of the flesh that we ourselves might be the vessels of honor in obedience to Christ. Saying that to say this, that revival will start with us. Revival will start with us. You see, church, I see people in this room that are broken. And I'll say this, weary. We're worn out. We are stressed to, to the ends. We've come to a point of breaking. We need revival in our own lives. Start revival with us. It's time for our chapter 5 right now. We're going to open these altars. Jacob, go ahead and worship. I want to prepare us, the people of God, that are serious about A, revival in our own lives, and B, revival in our family, in our children, in our community. I want the drug addicts to be saved. I was a drug addict. I want the alcoholics to be saved. I was an alcoholic. I want to see revival break out. And that's why we do what we're doing in Baton Rouge. So church, I invite you right now. I'm going to pray with y'all, not for you. I'm going to pray with us. God is preparing his people. Before we leave these doors, do not waste the time that needs to be invested in our lives. Let it not go to vanity. With every head bowed, every eyes closed, God, we pray right now first, chapter 5 of Joshua. God, you have given us a word. The city is already ours before we even take it. But God, I'm calling forth those that have the flesh that say, God, you've saved me. 
You've delivered me. I've been set on a rock. Now I'm ready for the sharpened word of God to cut away the flesh, to cut away the weights of guilt, of condemnation, of sin, of all the past that, that I once was. I once was lost, but now I'm found. And of course, alternatively, secondly, church, if you're not saved, you don't know Jesus, that's great. Come on down. Today is the day of salvation. Church, I'm calling out to a people that need God more than they did yesterday. I'm calling out to a people that say, God, I need more. I need more. I need more. Prepare me for this fight, God. And it's a fight of worship. It's a fight of obedience. Oh, God, revive our hearts, God. You see, God has to prepare his own people before he can take the city. And it is about this time that we can say, God, where revival is coming, this weekend is critical to what God has put ordained in, in our timeline for this ministry, for this city of Baton Rouge. So, God, we prepare ourselves. We prepare ourselves today for our children, for our grandfathers, for those that are in our lives, God. It's not about a house. It's not about a building. It's not about property or the things, our needs that are physical. Because, God, you've already taken care of that. Your word says that you see even the sparrow fall, God. It's not a, it's not a material issue. Penetrate our hearts. Circumcise our hearts. Sanctify our hearts. God, that we might be a people prepared to march around that city in obedience, God, whether we look foolish or not. We love you, Jesus. God, we thank you for the consecration that you have brought us through in these past 120 days. Lord, we understand that when the Israelites finally came to the promised land, there was a whole generation that had grown up in the wilderness. They didn't know the circumcision that the generation before them had experienced by Moses. And so you had to call out the Joshua's to consecrate, to cut away the flesh, to bring them into that place of right standing with God and holiness so that when they went in to possess the promise, they would possess it with purity. They would possess it rightly. They would possess it in the way that God had intended. God was going to do the fighting. God was going to deliver it into their hand. God promised them they just had to step in and take the promise with them. And so we thank you for this, God. We praise you. We come before you humbly today and we say, circumcise our heart. God, cut the flesh away. We lay aside the pride, the rebellion, the lies of the enemy, the traditions of men, everything that has hindered us from entering in thus far. And we trust you and we praise you for the victory that is coming by your own hand. And we give all the glory to the Lord Jesus Christ for it. And God, we thank you for every word that you have spoken to us. And through us and all of the powers of the enemy that have been broken over us, we claim our families, we claim our towns, our land, our schools, our nation. We give you praise that the enemy's hold as of today is broken. We thank you that we are set free by the name and the blood of Jesus Christ, that we are walking from henceforward in newness of life with power and authority. And it's all for your glory. It all comes because of King Jesus and the grace that he affords us through his atoning sacrifice. He is the lamb that was slain from the foundations of the world to atone for us. 
He is the root of David. He is the king of the Jews. He is the way by which we are grafted in to the promises of Abraham. It is through his blood that we walk in kingship and in the priesthood of Melchizedek. And we praise him for it, that he made a way, that he paid the price, that we might be adopted into the family of God, each one of us, and inherit eternal life. We thank you, Jesus, that you put every principality and power to an open shame on Calvary that day, that you overcame death, hell, and the grave, and that you have not changed, and that the enemy must let our people go, because God has spoken, and we have believed, so that as of today, we walk in overcoming victory. If you have been blessed by these mini prayer podcasts over the last 120 days and would like to continue to receive encouragement, words, and teachings from my husband and I and our personal ministry, then I encourage you to download our ministry app in the App Store or Google Play titled Heart of Worship Church. I will put links to it in the description of this podcast video where you can go and download that app and join believers all over the world who use it daily to feed their spirit and crucify their flesh and stay refreshed as we send out weekly podcasts that are very much like what you have been experiencing daily over the last 120 days. We send out daily written devotions. We send out sermon videos, worship music. We send out podcasted sermon recommendations from antiquity, from the greats of the past like Leonard Ravenhill, Duncan Campbell, Smith Wigglesworth, David Wilkerson, and many more. We just want to keep you fed and encouraged in the Lord. So we thank you for coming with us on this journey. We bless you in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. We pray that every word that the Holy Spirit has spoken to us and through us will pierce your heart and change your life. We pray that you take what you have learned and heard and experienced and that you carry it as a light out into the darkness and share it with somebody else who needs it. Because that is the work of the kingdom for which we have been commissioned, not just to take and eat, but to go and feed. So go and be blessed in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Be salt, be the light. Go with the love of the Lord and change the world for someone today. May God bless you and be with you always. Thank you for listening to Heart of Worship Church podcast. For more podcasts, sermon videos, daily devotions, great new worship music, and more, be sure to download our app by searching Heart of Worship Church in the App Store or Google Play, or visit us online at heartofworshipchurch.com.